welcome to the Way Up North podcast. My name is Erin Bishop. I am the event planner for Way Up North and also the host for this season's podcast series. Today, after trying to schedule this and failing many times, I managed to catch up with Andrea Lindquist, who I first met at the very first Way Up North in 2015. She is super cool and super fun. And now she's a mom, but she's still rocking it. So let's get into our chat with Andrea. Welcome, Andrea. Thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us today. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm so excited to be talking to you. Yay, I'm excited. We met we met two years ago at the very first way up north. Yes. And now you're coming back. We kind of had a like a two-day love bond, I think. It's true. I think you're one of my favorite people in life, even though I haven't seen you. Oh my gosh. Ditto. You, know, you just kind of bond to certain people and, and you were one of them. So I'm excited yeah. to see you in the flesh here soon. I love it. And since since I saw you, you you created a human. So I did. Isn't that exciting. weird? It grew a human, birthed her. Now I'm a mom. It's so true. And really, like for anyone that doesn't follow Andrea on Instagram, like get on there because babies are cute in general, and there's something cute about all babies. But Andrea's baby is literally the cutest <laughs> baby it's ever been. Oh, thank you so much. I mean. I'm so obsessed with her, as are all parents with their own baby, but it really makes me just warm when people say that they, they feel the same way about Portland. She's a special little little diva. She and she really like she's just really beautiful. Oh, like you got you. you guys got some good genes between you two thank because you. I don't tell everyone that. I tell them when their kids are kind of funny looking but still endearing, but yours is just like a stunner. Oh my and gosh. Really and <laughs> the, the crazy part is like I was I'm not kidding you like the ugliest baby I was so shockingly ugly that I don't know how I made Portland but I'm just grateful every day that she doesn't look like me as a baby <laughs> hopefully she won't turn out really ugly exactly. later like opposite you no, yeah exactly she won't. I, I, I feel I'm like you're gonna be like in, 28 or something so you're gonna be wow. in trouble when she's a teenager oh my gosh I, can I, tell. I, I, I can't even start on that part so for those people who don't know you, mm-hmm. they now know you have a beautiful child yes. and that you were once ugly and <laughs> now you're beautiful also. I was an extremely late bloomer, yes. Why don't you like introduce yourself yes. and like say a bit about you and what you do? Yeah, totally. So I am a photographer based in Seattle in the U.S. Um, and no, it doesn't really only rain in Seattle. That's like the top question I get. Um, <laughs> Although it is gray out today, but it's great. Um, I am married. I've been married for two years coming up. And um, my husband's name is CJ. And then we have a daughter together named Portland. And she just turned one. So that's kind of my personal side of things. And um, for photography, I, I shoot a lot of weddings. I try, I travel a lot. I've traveled a little bit less this last year, just having Portland and wanting to obviously stay home more, um, or stay closer to Seattle. And then now I just kind of hit back my stride. I feel like with wanting to create and wanting to get out there and do more. And, um, I kind of have my thirst back for that. So, um, that's kind of where I'm at. I also do workshops and I do a lot of bourgeois, which is like lingerie. And, um, that's the, the main stuff that I do for shooting photography wise. Nice. Yeah. Did you did you always do boudoir or is that new for you? Um I've always done it. I just have never I haven't always done the events. And so 
when I started Oh Shit Workshops, I started, that was my first time that I did like the bourgeois event um, called Oh Shit, We're Sexy. And um, actually the first time I did bourgeois was like my first season. And um, I, a girl had reached out to me to do one for Valentine's Day for her husband. And I went to her house and did it. And that was the first time. And I remember back then I was just like, I mean, I also used to be like pr- quite a bit more conservative. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, like, what is this going to be? And, you know, and then as soon as I did it, I was just like it, I remember going home that day and I was like, this is what I was like really, really made to do. Like I, I absolutely love doing weddings, but there's something with women. Like I just have this special little, I don't know, connection with shooting women, their body, like making them feel incredible, having so much fun doing that. And so the bourgeois has always been kind of what I shoot the most um, out of everything that I do. Nice. Yeah. And I feel like I want to ask just because I know everybody thinks about this, except for me, because I'm not ever going to be a mom to anything that isn't covered with fur. But (laughs) how is it? How do you feel like it's been um, for you work wise, like pre baby and post baby? Fuck. Well, it is definitely hard. Like um, on one sense, you know, going back to when I had her, it's so incredible with the the job that I have, the fact that I can completely take time off, not be answering to anyone, not feel like I'm going to lose my job because I am, you know, having a baby and taking time off and also not feeling like I have to rush back. And so in that sense, I'm so, so incredibly grateful for that first time when you have the baby, it's just like instinctual and you, you don't know what it's going to be like before you have the baby, but I did not want to do anything but be with her. And that's, I think that's like totally okay and totally great. And, um, it's, it was a very interesting thing for me mentally to go through the different parts of the year where, you know, when you first have them, like you're like figuring shit out with yourself and figuring shit out with the baby. And then as time goes on, then it turns more like emotional where you don't want to leave them. And, um, that was kind of like the beginning of wedding season for me. And so I only shot two weddings a month and that was kind of my max that I think is like definitely doable for me when you have a tiny baby. And, um, I definitely had a couple of breakdowns of like, you know, feeling overwhelmed and feeling like I don't want to miss things with her because the amount of work that it takes to run a successful photography business, like, yeah, you go and leave one day for the wedding to shoot it, but there's so much back end work, so much editing. And I used to spend, you know, every day, 12 hours a day working and then shooting weddings on the weekend. And it was a very, very sharp contrast of becoming a mom and having my typical work schedule come back in. And, and so it took a lot to get used to. And then now towards the end of the year, I'm kind of, you know, she's older, she's a year now, like she's very predictable. Um, we have a schedule, all those things. And so now I'm more on the part of like wanting to get back into doing more work, wanting to create and being kind of bombarded with the fact that like, I can't just leave her on her own and she <laughs> like, can't just like go be in her room by herself. So it's definitely a like, it's not a balance. It's like, it's definitely a battle I would say in, um, what has helped me the most is trying to do one day mom day, one day work day. And obviously I'm still a mom on the days that I'm doing work stuff, but on the mom days, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to spend more time with her. I'm going to, you know, do those things. And then on the next day, I know like, I don't have to make this meal right now for our family because I'm focusing more on email today or, you know, whatever. So, um, that's, that's kind of helped me so far. 
That sounds like a good method. Yeah, it's it works for now. Yeah. I think having any more children, I'm like, no. I already I'm at the <laughs> point where like I need a nanny at least a couple days a week because running your business from 7 p.m. on at night is not a realistic thing long term. So we'll get it figured out. But um, you know, we're I'm making do for the time being. Does CJ work full time too? Yeah, he does. He has more of a nine to five. He actually works for Facebook. So. Uh, it might be a company you have heard of. Um, he's a recruiter. <laughs> heard, actually, I have a good friend that works at oh, you do? in Seattle. We'll talk about okay. that later. Maybe you know. Um, yeah, he's here in their Seattle office, which is their second biggest office. And um, so he works um, nine to five. They're a great company, as you can probably imagine. And he now works from home every Wednesday. So that's only been like the past couple of weeks. And um, that is helpful. You know, so typically I try and shoot or schedule my shoots on Wednesday, things like that. Um, so it's nice to have him home for at least one of the days, but he's also still working while he's here at home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's it's enabling us to talk right exactly. now. Exactly. She's not Wednesday. just locked in her room with the door shut. <laughs> um, she is with the she's human. Not in the, she she's not CJ. in the dog crate. No, yeah. no. <laughs> Amazing. So you've, you've talked at, at um, Way Up North before. Um, what are you going to talk about this time? Like without giving away right. all the goods, but like, right. So my little heart just skipped a beat. Um, I um, seriously am so excited. I love everything you guys do and create and I'm so excited to be coming back. And I just am one of those freaks that just like lives to publicly speak. And, um, <laughs> it also helps when you're really passionate about what you're speaking about. And so that's kind of where the excitement comes. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, Part of a part of I think of my calling, if I'm going to ever be speaking about anything, is over time what I've just come to see with the industry and what's the norm and um, what I want to like call attention to, and that is, um, you know, just the experience that you give your clients, which is something similar that I spoke to. the The word at least was similar last time at Way Up North, but this one is going to be a little bit different with new things added in. Um, but yeah, I just think it's something that never gets touched on. I've never heard anyone speak about it and it is something that I'm so passionate about and I feel like is, is really overlooked in our industry. And so I'm going to be bringing the heat and, um, challenging hopefully everyone in the audience and whoever is, you know, streaming and everything. So that's a little taste of what I'm talking on. And, um, I cannot wait. What do you hope that after you've done your mm-hmm. talk and everyone gets up to like go for their lunch break mm-hmm. or whatever's happening after you. What do you hope that they, that they will say about it? I, what I hope they say is fuck, I need <laughs> to whip my business into shape. And I hope that they're sitting, listening to me, just like burning little etchings into their notebooks thinking, Oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. Um, because yeah, I just think that it's so, it's so normal to look at, what what our images look like and that's kind of what defines a person when you look at them in the industry is oh this their style's this oh their their incredible images are are this way or whatever but yeah. no one talks about the experience that a per, that a brand gives and i i think that that kind of comes more from my um maybe my education of like i was I went to school for communication and business. So maybe it's more of like the branding, the marketing side, or I really don't even think it's that. I just think that this is something that my brain always gravitates towards. And, um, and so that's, you know, where, where the 
passion comes from for me. Nice. It's a really good point too, because I recently, like just the other day, I was chatting to a client about what um, like event designer, decorator we were going to work with for for their event. And I had suggested a few for them to check out. And they were like, hey, I noticed you didn't mention, you know, so-and-so as a possibility. And it's someone who who I've worked with a lot on Instagram, you know, lots of weddings from. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Like that person is amazing, but I'm kind of not recommending them at this point this year because they're slammed and they, the, like, I can't guarantee what that customer service situation is going to be like. I know they're a great designer, but it's going to take us a month to get a proposal and another three weeks to get a quote. And if we want to make changes, it's going to be a whole fucking thing. And because of that, like totally nothing to do with their talent as a designer and the product I know that they'll make. I was like, I don't want to put my name behind that to my client. Right. Totally. And that also, you know, goes hand in hand with, us being able to say no to things when we know that we're at our limit of being able to maintain that brand and maintain the yes. level of professionalism that you want to that you want to hold for your you know what goes along with your name as an artist and so it's really easy as a photographer you know you think oh well I'm just going to show up and I'm going to shoot it and so I can book 45 weddings this year and make a shit mm-hmm. ton of money it's going to be so great but you get so overwhelmed with the amount of clients that you have the amount of emails that go with that, all the personal experience you give to each person, if you're giving them any at all. And so if you're doing things right, I think um, you're going to kind of find that stride of what the right amount is for you and your brand in order to treat each client, you know, incredibly and give them the experience that they deserve. And so, you know, there should definitely be a limit, I think, in the amount of work that we take. Yeah. And that's a really hard thing yes. too. Like you said, it's, it, you want to say yes. And, and obviously because you want to make money, but also like people are cool mm-hmm. and you like oh, get excited yeah, about their the thing. It. Yeah. It's so hard to say no, but it's true. Like we, even with myself, we've gone through years where like I religiously like sent everyone an anniversary card and blah, blah, blah. And all these little things, um, that we would yeah. do and like, make sure we have a dinner after the wedding to like decompress about it all and then like some years I've been like fuck no I do not have that <laughs> yeah totally. you have to kind of like you have to kind of reach right. that like overload before you realize and then you're like yeah, yeah and no, that's and totally affecting you know what what my right. jam is in a big and way and you get to that point of knowing what you want to represent with your brand and knowing okay I I actually am going to take those dinners off with the client and I'm going to give them something else in the beforehand that I think is more um you know more helpful or educational or whatever And you just kind of see, and that's a great thing about experience is, you know, with time and what makes sense for your brand, you can apply, okay, this is actually, and that's a great thing is you can like change it. And it's not, it doesn't always have to be the same. It doesn't have to be like, okay, well, I'm locking my business in to be this. I'm going to buy a thousand promotional guides and I'm never going to change it. You know, it's like, we have the ability to change it with where we're at. And I think that kind of helps you remain authentic is you know, it really feels like you and your brand and where you're at versus like a kind of stale, oh, this is, it's like fake experience, you know, you're like, oh, they give you this and this, but it's, it's not um true to where you're at in life. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. I like it. Um, okay. How about you tell us um, a hidden talent oh, that you have? <laughs> um, Do you have any hidden talents? Your talents are the- quite like well known. <laughs> okay. Well, there's definitely nothing like singing, dancing, there's no hidden talents there. Um, those are going to definitely probably be passed down to Portland from CJ, but, 
Um, the first thing that came to my <laughs> mind was, was I can fit my mouth. Wait, I can fit my fist in my mouth. And I have huge yes. hands. So that's like actually a really good talent if you knew how big my hands are. But that's just like junior high me thinking. Let me think if I have actual real hidden talent. I mean, that's pretty um, good. I couldn't ask I for can much paint. more, really. <laughs> oh, you can paint? I actually didn't I know didn't that. really know that either. And um, yeah, I took one my like first painting class, art class when I was a senior in high school. And we had to do this like life-size um, Norman Rockwell portrait. And, yeah. you know, if you don't know who they are, not necessarily you, but maybe anyone listening is um, this incredible artist. And he painted, you know, humans or pe- people in like a, a life setting that would tell a story. And so um, I chose these cheerleaders after a, a basketball game that were kind of sitting in the bleachers all deflated because they lost or whatever. And um, and right. so, yeah, I found out through that that I could paint. And so I think that as artists, it's like incredible at least growing up, I wish I would have known, you know, I always was gravitating more to artistic things, but I think we grow up thinking, Oh, I need to be good at math. I need to be good at science. And so you like put your effort there. And I wish, and I hope that's something I can do with my kids is kind of see where their natural talents are and like, let them develop more into that. Because I wish I would have found out earlier, these kind of artistic sides of myself that you don't really let yourself do because you think you got to be good at algebra. Yeah. You don't no. need that. Who needs well, I don't need that, that now, for sure. <laughs> do you still No, paint I don't. And that's the shitty part. Like who, who has time to do all the, the different types of arts, but maybe in my future self <laughs> when I'm true. retired, I'll have like, um, an artist loft and I'll paint and I'll do photos and it'll be great. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I discovered that I could paint um, like two years ago, I was always like you, like as I was kind mm-hmm. of artistic. And then I took a watercolor mm-hmm. class with my mom for mother's day, just like a one day mm-hmm. thing. And then I started painting dogs. Oh my gosh. Cute. <laughs> I love watercolor. Yeah. watercolor. It's like fast. Yeah. It's really fast compared to the other. So it's, so it's like, there's always time to like whip out a watercolor. Although I went like heavy into it. And then after like six months, I was like, you said, I was like, who yeah. has time for this? Not but me. that's like so good to know about yourself and seems like such a therapeutic thing to do. Watercolor totally. seems so cool. And also it seems like it's in one way forgiving, but in another way, not forgiving, but it's true. It's yeah, unpredictable, but it's very pliable compared to, you know, my high school like experiences with right. like oil paints uh, that are more and stuff. Exact. Like, yeah, totally. You fuck, you fuck that up. Totally. Over. <laughs> um, yeah. I was saying I'm having a little um, watercolor portrait commissioned of um, of Portland right now, actually. We had, oh, cool. We had ours um, of CJ and I that was like part of our wedding invitation was like a custom portrait. And then I'm having the same artist do one of Portland right now. So I can't wait to see it. And we're going to awesome. display it in the home. That's cool. You got to send, yeah. send me a picture yeah. of it. I'm yeah, sure you'll totally. post it. Yeah, or something. Cool. yeah. Love it. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to like let you get back to momming. Okay, but, cool. But well, I, I'll, I'm, I'll probably keep hiding in this room being like, oh, I'm still doing the podcast because I got to get more work done. I'm going to like officially say goodbye to you, but I actually want you to stay on with me for a minute. So here's my official goodbye for the listeners. Thank you so much, Andrea. Bye. <laughs> Talk to you later.